Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Dan the Butler, my life in private service. So episode three, my French Riviera, part one, restaurants. <laughs> so if like me you have an interest in travel or food, etc., then an algorithm somewhere is going to send you a top ten list of things to do, to eat and to see at various locations around the world. Now, these are normally written by someone at Condé Nast Travel or The Times Travel, and these are great, and I'm not meaning to throw shade at them, but the French Riviera is a location that these accounts run many top lists on, and sometimes when I read them, it gets a bit frustrating, as they always mention the same places all the time. Like, I don't know, it's just like they've cut and pasted from a previous article, or they know that the places they mention will get clicks, and to me, there is so much more on offer. I've had a love affair with the south of France for decades, and my first flight into Nice was with British Airways, and I sat in the smoking section, drinking the full-size bottle of Chablis they handed out back then. Within 30 minutes of landing, I was on a beach eating Mulfrit. Now, times have definitely changed since that first flight, but my love for the Côte d'Azur has not. I was lucky enough to live there for nearly 10 years, so over this series I will do episodes on my French Riviera, from where to stay, what to do, but I'm going to start this off with where to eat, and here are my top restaurants. Now, I honestly could do a top 50, but I've kept it at an even 11. So all these restaurants that I'm going to talk about now are places that I book my clients into. I'm lucky that I also get to eat at all of them. Some of my clients do give me a budget for the more higher-end establishments, for the reason that part of my role as butler is to have a relationship with the maitre d's and the chefs so I can get a reservation easier during the peak seasons. But if you know me, you know I like to eat too, so the more affordable options I will go to a lot on my own time and money. So number one, I'm going to start us off in Monaco and uh, Le Louis Cannes by Alain Ducasse. So this inspired by the Riviera and based at the Hotel de Paris in Monaco and holds three Michelin stars, which I think was the very first hotel restaurant to do so. So I'm reading from its website. It says its ethos is to produce ethically sourced local farm to table cuisine whilst inventing new tastes of the Mediterranean. And yeah, it's a great restaurant. Um, and this is definitely on my list for a few reasons. The first reason is Plaster Casino, where Louis Cannes is, is a circus. I mean, it's gorgeous and very showy at the same time. In fact, I think outside of the old town where the Royal Palace is, it's the only other place in Monaco I like. With it being a circus, though, there is always something to watch. And if I drop clients off here for dinner and I'm driving them back, I go and eat in Café de Paris across the street and, and people watch. But And it's a big but for me because it's Plaster Casino. It's filled with the most outrageous supercars and it's a nightmare to drive into and park. So another reason that this is on my list is that they have valet parking too. 
I love the staff here, the uniform they wear, and definitely the revolving door of the hotel is lovely. I think they've really captured the Paris feel. It feels traditional, and while sitting, sitting alongside a solid gold Lamborghini, I think that's quite an achievement. Now, personally, I've only eaten here once, but I do do repeat bookings for my clients, especially if they're celebrating, and that is always a good sign. Alan Ducasse, the owner, I, I like Alan Ducasse. Um, to be fair, I've only met him once. And he was a guest at a dinner party at a villa I was working at. And I want to tell you this story quickly. So a private chef had been booked and he was cooking a, a large fish. Now, the owner of the villa, she was also a great cook, a great hostess, but also a great cook. Um, her daughter, who owned a restaurant in New York, um, also a great chef, was also in attendance. Now, you know the saying, too many cooks. Well, this was definitely the case this night. Now, the hostess was is renowned for her dinner parties, and I learned a lot from her over the years, but sometimes she could be difficult when she had a chef in. You know, as I said difficult, I made the air quote fingers, and I'm not even sure that's the right word. I mean, she would send food back to the kitchen if it was not cooked to how she now wanted it and I've seen her on many occasions just get up from the table go to the kitchen and start making a new dish for her guests whilst the chef is plating the main course but I think it was more of a quirk I guess I mean she knew she was doing it as she always made sure I had a bottle of a good wine to pour the chef a large glass when he was just about to explode but I think she just always wanted to be included in the kitchen and the cooking Anyway, back to the fish. Um, between the booked chef, Monsieur Ducasse, the hostess and her daughter, they all managed to ruin it, insisting on different cooking instruction to outdo the other, and that it stayed on the grill far too long. They used me um, kind of like a buffer by sending me back and forth with their instructions for the chef. But they all ate it and afterwards cheered the chef and Monsieur Ducasse went and spent time with the chef afterwards. I think mainly to talk him off a ledge and tipped him very well. And he came across as a very, very, very kind man. Right, back to the list. So from Monaco, I'm going to head along the coast and take you to Berlioz and the African Queen. Now, I don't love the marina at Berlioz. But the views up above, where you can even spot Tina Turner's villa, are great. Especially of an evening when all the villas on view are lit up. Now, sitting outside this restaurant in the summer can be super crowded. But what I love here is that it feels really traditional. Like an old school French bistro. Beef is definitely a home run here. Their filet de boeuf and côte de boeuf are exceptional, as is also their hamburger. They also excel at seafood and have every sauce imaginable for their mussel dishes. But if it's your first time, I definitely recommend you go classic and order the marinade. Now, staying on the coast, I'm just going to move us along slightly to Nice and a restaurant called Le Petit Maison. Now, this restaurant always does make the top lists, as it's a celebrity hangout with Elton John and Bono, to name a few, are regulars. But I really like it here, and I book it a lot for my clients. 
Nicole Ruby, the owner, is a real character. I mean, Google her and she will always be smiling, but in person, she is quite terrifying. Well, to me, anyway. She's always dressed in a classic black dress with a signature necklace and ring you can't stop looking at. This is a very festive restaurant, I think that's the right word, and it gets very busy. Now, in the summer, they have live music, and they're fantastic. And my recommendations to order here would definitely be the truffled mac and cheese and the bone marrow. Well, staying in Nice, just briefly, I want to give an honourable mention to Bistro Antoine. Um, it's in the old town, and definitely for the meat lover, but a great restaurant. So from Nice, I'm going to take you along to Antibes and a restaurant called Le César, which is based at Plage Keller. This is a great restaurant, especially for fish lovers. And it has fantastic views. Now, the owner of this restaurant is the sister of Nicole Ruby, the owner of Le Petit Maison in Nice. So they definitely have uh, running great restaurants in the blood of a family. What I love here is they have uh, a private pontoon, they have their own tenders if you want to come in by boat so they can go out and get you off the yacht. But for me as a guest, I love it. Um, I think it's a time that I can really take my time, sorry, I think it's a place that I can really take my time over dinner. And I know a lot of my clients feel that way too. They never feel rushed to enjoy the food and the atmosphere is just lovely. I like the drive there. Um, you can take some residential streets going into Plage Keller, um, passing some fabulous homes, and of course the famed uh, Eden Rock Hotel and Ducap Hotel. I would definitely recommend spending the day on the beach here and finishing off at the restaurant. You will have a great day. So moving away from the coast, I'm going to take you, we always say up the hill, um, to a place called St. Paul de Vence. Um, St. Paul de Vence is a medieval, medieval village and it is home to the restaurant Le Colomb d'Or. So this restaurant, Le Colomb d'Or, it will also make the top lists and not only as it is another great celebrity hangout, in part probably to a very exclusive street nearby with homes belonging to Rod Stewart and Madonna, but also for its artwork. Matisse, Picasso and Chagall hang freely on the wall above the guests here, and I'd love seeing first-time diners' faces when they realise the paintings are real. After the war, the French Riviera was a haven for artists like Picasso and Matisse, and many of the paintings that hang there in the restaurant were painted there in lieu of payment for food and wine, which I love. Marilyn Monroe also had a connection to the Column d'Or, as it was here she was hidden when she was having an affair with the French actor Yves Montand. Now, the outside terrace is a lot of fun in the summer, um, but I will always prefer eating indoors here for the artwork. So, as I said, St. Paul de Vence is a medieval village and it does get so, so, so busy with tourists in the summer. So parking and driving around St. Paul can be a thing. But don't be scared to drive to the door of this restaurant as they have valet parking too. Post-dinner, I would definitely recommend taking time to explore the village also. And it may be the best time to see the village if you're there in the summer, at night, because I think there'll be fewer people. And then definitely grab a pastis 
post-dinner and head to the Patente grounds, which is literally opposite the restaurant, and you'll get to watch some quality French ball. Staying in St. Port-de-Vence, I'm going to give an honourable mention to Alan Lorca's restaurant. Now, it's listed as St. Port-de-Vence, but I think it's more Le Col Salut, just next door. But this is a fantastic restaurant. It has stunning views. Um, my clients love it, and the food is fantastic. The last time I ate there was 2019, and my only small bad review here is the wine list, which seems unproportionally expensive for a single diner, but definitely well worth a visit. Heading further up the hill, I'm going to take us to a village called Vence and the Michelin-starred Chateau Saint-Martin. This is fancy, super fancy, and it's partnered with Feed and Rock Hotel in Antibes. Um, but dining here, the views are wonderful, and you definitely want to order dessert here. And I really love their wine list, with my recommendation for red wine being their Chateau Margaux. Now, if you are booking a night or two and staying at the hotel here, I would recommend that you do it at the end of your trip, as their spa facilities are great and perfect to get you relaxed for a flight home. And you can also book a helicopter direct from the hotel straight into the airport. Now, from Vence, I'm going to take you to another medieval village called Tourette-Salou. Now, Tourette is my spiritual home. I lived here for 10 years. This is a wonderful village full of restaurants and not as commercial or busy as St. Paul, although now I think many locals might disagree with me. Tourette is just 45 minutes to the ski slopes and 35 minutes down to Nice, and it really has a great community of artisans, foodies and musicians, etc. The first restaurant I want to talk about in Tourette, there's a couple. The first is Sank and that's owned by Stefan and Elise. Now, when I first met Stefan, he was working as a private chef in private villas, and we did fight a lot. Boy, did we fight. But I have a lot of love for Stefan, and now to do consider him a good friend, and what he has created in Sank is nothing short of magical. I mean, he is crazy. He's passionate, he's handsome, he's pretty much everything you would expect from a Swedish chef. He has this unrivaled passion for wine and food, and he has created a wonderful buzzing outdoor space and a classic sophisticated indoor space at the restaurant with often live music. This is definitely the place to be in the summer. His food is gorgeous, and you must order his signature dessert of chocolate ganache with sea salt and olive oil. Um, yeah, this is really a great night out, but definitely book early, as getting a table now is deservedly uh, not easy. Staying in Tourette, I would like to tell you about the Auberge, owned and run by my friend Charlotte. Now, before Charlotte took over, a client of mine, who is now a good friend, was going to buy it first. Emily, I know you are listening, so I hope you don't mind me telling this story. So Emily was staying at a villa I was working in, and sometimes my butler hat turns into a tour guide hat, which I love. And I took Emily to the village of Tourette for an afternoon out. She fell in love with the place, as many people do, and by chance she saw that the auberge was up for sale. 
Emily decided there and then that she was going to buy it and started making inquiries. After our holiday was over, she flew back to America to tie up some loose ends before coming back to France. And in America, Emily had dinner with her parents and friends of her parents and was explaining the allure of the village. And without knowing the name of the village, her friend's parents knew it was Tourette's Salou, just based on Emily's description. And they told her that they actually won a house in the village of Tourette in a poker game in the 1960s. This is genuinely what the village is like. And would she like the keys to stay there while she got herself settled? Emily, of course, said yes. And when I picked her up from the airport and we entered the house for the first time, it was like going back to the 1980s. That's when the house was last used. It was a total trip. Whilst Whilst Emily was forging on with plans to renovate, she had a meeting with the then mayor who told her that in his experience, a woman could either be successful in business or successful in love, never both. (laughs) So Emily was of course outraged and we spent the night eating pizza and drinking wine and scolding the said mayor and how she was going to prove him wrong. Not long after that meeting, however, Emily met the gorgeous Alessio from Italy, her now husband, and lives in Italy, (laughs) which makes us laugh a lot. Now, as much as I would have loved Emily to have been the owner, her move in a different direction meant that the fabulous Charlotte could now take over. And wow, I mean, she has created one of the most special places I know. Honestly, I feel reluctant to include the auberge in my list as it is my secret place, my happy place, if you like, when I go and get to be spoiled. But if you are near, please do at the very least go and have dinner or a glass of rosé on her terrace. Charlotte renovated the rooms and put in a wonderful swimming pool overlooking the village walls and the Mediterranean. There are barbecues with live music every Sunday and her terrace for dinner is just magical with vines and grapes hanging overhead. Charlotte is definitely a born hostess with a lot of class and the ambience she has created in this medieval village is one to rival any pastis or balthazar in New York. Be warned though, rosé is a big deal here. (laughs) And in fact, I don't think I've ever seen bottles smaller than Jarabones in her wine fridge. And if you are going to eat on the terrace, I fully recommend that you order the Cote de Boeuf for two people. Now, just briefly in Tourette, I do want to give an honourable mention to Le Cave, the Michelin-starred Clouris and Spelt. And for lunch, you can't beat Café du Midi and Café du Sport for a very traditional French fare. That will get you change from €20. Well, my final top tip is away from the Riviera and over to the Var, to a place called Lorgue. And the restaurant hotel that I want to tell you about is called Chez Bruno. Now, you have got to love truffles to want to eat here as it is a truffle restaurant, but you won't find better anywhere in the world. Bruno Viona now shares responsibilities with his two sons, Sebastian and Benjamin, but they really know what they are doing, both with food and the hospitality. And you stay over at the hotel, which has amazing bathtubs, and then stay for a truffle breakfast before heading back to the coast, but 
definitely whilst you're there you must also take a tour of Chateau Le Croist which is a vineyard not too far away from Chez Bruno and um, I think the vineyard now is now owned by the royal family of Luxembourg. Well they are my top tips for eating out. Now to be clear not one of these restaurants know that I'm mentioning them so it's definitely not an advert it's just my personal um, my, my personal choices and one's that my clients like to go to. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, my next episode is going to be about luxury homes that I work at around the world and when they operate solely as a rental business or as a second home and the challenges I face when business and home life merge. Thanks for listening. Bye.